Hi guys, uh, just a quick message here. Uh, there were a few internet problems during the beginning of this podcast, so Carl's analysis of the Rangers Dortmund game may be a bit interrupted, but other than that, I think uh, we should be okay. So after the first 10 15 minutes, and then the pod is back to normal. Sorry about that. The Jim Goodwin revolution gets underway with a draw. The old firm gives us a reason to want VAR and the positives return to the Premiership with Stephen Robinson inbound to Paisley. This is the False Nineties Podcast. Yes, this is the False Nineties Podcast with us today. We've got Lewis, Kyle and Andy. How are we doing tonight, guys? Very well, yes. Doing well. Yeah, good. And despite all that was mentioned in the intro, we have to start in Dortmund for Borussia Dortmund 2. Rangers four, and uh, Kyle, you were actually at this game. I was, yes. How was yes. it? How was it? <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. To be honest, it was um, unbelievable. The whole trip in total was just, uh, I just absolutely unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no one, I don't think anyone got this right in the predictions at all. This was one, the right game, mate. What are we watching? But obviously, yeah, they were missing Haaland, of course. Um, but still, they still had their big players like Marco Royce. And I think Hummels was playing as well. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite a good game to be honest. <laughs> um, obviously, I'll start the first goal. Obviously, the penalty um, when when they when, when they stopped the play, uh, we're like, oh, something's happened. So, but yeah, great finish by. Um, but yeah, no, one of the great goals from Lundstrom as well. And then. Obviously, that was um, a few videos I've logged in, Aiden, <laughs> saying what actually happened after that that goal. Um, beer flying everywhere. So it was just magical, magical uh, to be there as well. And obviously, the own goal came uh, from Zagadou in the 54th minute, which <laughs> yeah, it was just, I, don't, I don't really know what to do <laughs> to be honest. And obviously, the two Dortmund goals came from Bellingham and Guerrero. Guerrero. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a special special day. Obviously, it's only half time, uh, so we'll see on Thursday um, what happens when Haaland's back. I think, from a Dortmund perspective, though, it it shows something like it shows that this Dortmund team are like an old Barcelona team. There's an over reliance on Erling Haaland. The same way that at Barcelona, maybe 2012, 2013, there was an over-reliance on getting the ball to Messi and just hoping he scored a goal. I feel like that that Dortmund team is far too talented to have been humiliated by Rangers. Like, it's no disrespect to Rangers. Like, fantastic performance for, for, the, for the club, but Dortmund should have done more although I do believe that their manager has kind of lost the, the, the board a bit, and yeah. I'm, I think he's on a very shaky peg. Um, so yeah, they got beat 6-1 off of ooh, another team in the Bundesliga, and I can't remember who it is. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like it wasn't one of the top teams, though, I think. Leverkusen. Well. No. Leverkusen. Uh, it was either, yeah, maybe Gladbach. No, I think it was like... Mönchengladbach, 6-1. I thought it was the other one, the the one that has like the wee yeah, flags they, and the logo. Yeah, they, they got beat by SC Freeburg. 
Freiburg, Freiburg as yeah, well. Freiburg. Oh no, that was Bayern that lost. No, Bayern lost mob. to that oh, like, bottom, bottom place team. Who, who are they called? Yeah, it's named. Oh, you, you know what one? They're like the blue, the, the no, it's like the blue black thing with like the flag. Anyway, Bochum. Bochum. The Bochum. That was Bochum. it. V VFL Bochum. Yeah, um, and it's just is there? I mean, is there a decline in German football? You'd think like Dortmund would want to stay in the Europa League because there's like nothing else for them after this. The only things that they can try for is the league because I'm pretty sure they're out the pocket already. So yeah, they were knocked knocked out in the the fourth round of the pocket very early to a lower division team as well, I think. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, they probably... Dortmund recently haven't had much of a success in terms of winning titles. They've, all, they've won the odd pockel, but nothing more. And I think they don't... I think a lot of players may have admitted to themselves they won't be going the whole way against Bayern this season. So the Europa League was really their saving grace for silverware because there's not, there's not a lot of teams of Dortmund's calibre left in it. Uh, you're, you're, so, you're, you're sounding like they're, Andy, like they're, like they're already out. They've still got no, I know, I know, but y you think at home in front of eighty thousand fans that they're going to put on a bit more of there a. There wasn't eighty; there was only ten. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a full stadium due to COVID restrictions. Yeah. Ah, well, no, anyway. I, I still but, agree with Andy though. At a home atmosphere, they should be doing more. It just shows right. also. Yeah, there seems to be a bit of a struggle in Dortmund. I mean, that bet obviously they didn't they didn't have a full strength team, but they were only missing a couple of players. They're, they're, they're pretty much dead. They're pretty much dead. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're they were only missing a couple of players, and that team did not look like it, like world beaters. Certainly, I mean, the depth. If you compare the depth to Bayern, the Dortmund, like Bayern have their bench is probably better than Dortmund's first team at the, at the current moment. I just don't think that Dortmund team has. I mean, with Haaland back, there's a there's a chance they could just produce the goods. But honestly, I think I think they're fairly safe to assume that Dortmund probably aren't getting through this tie. They they need at least two goals. Yeah, I, all, I, I really, all, I'm, all I'm gonna say really um, is see see the team that uh, got beat of Leverkusen was the same team pretty much as what played against us. Yeah, as I was saying, like Dortmund, yeah. without even. With with injuries, without injuries, I just don't think Dortmund's first team is as strong as it has been in previous years. So, like it, it used to be a bit of a scary tie. Obviously, it's still a glamour tie. You're still going away to the Westfalenstadion, but I just yeah, I just don't think Dortmund have done anything in particular that would merit them to even be favourites to the Europa League, let alone get through this tie. Mm. They still got like really good players in there. Obviously, they've got Witzel, so they've got Bellingham, Royce, Brandt, Hummels. I mean, they, they, that's big names in that team. And they also did win six 0 against uh, Gladbach at the weekend, so they they yeah, bounced yeah. back. They bounced back pretty big, so it'd be something to definitely keep an eye on. Hundred percent. Is the damage already done? No, because it's only two goals in it. I know it's only two goals, but you are now coming to Ibrox, which you can't deny, regardless of what team you support, is an yeah. intimidating atmosphere. It will be a full yeah. Ibrox as well, as compared yeah, to exactly. as yeah, as yeah, as opposed to a neutered. What is they uh, need? They need, they need to score. Th they need to beat us three 0 essentially. Probably, yeah. If they to avoid extra time and penalties, yeah. which could go, we know Rangers love penalties. Scoring. I can see us scoring. 
Yeah. So that defense, the, the dominant defense, isn't that great, to be honest. That's, not, that's what I've seen as well. They like it wasn't that great defense. You're I mean, there were there were a couple of players like Diallo playing out of a uh, position and stuff. What? No, what's his name? The guy, the Dortmund centre, Akanji, sorry. Akanji, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, Akanji, Akanji, yeah. Hammond, he's the Rangers guy. I meant Akanji. He was playing, normally he prefers to stay in the centre and he was playing out wide on the, the left back for Dortmund and he's not yeah. the most pacey guy. Yeah. But Kent just ripped him. You know. I was saying Kent was having a field day against him. Yeah, it was him and Hummels were over that side. Yeah, yeah and neither, neither are particularly pacey defenders. All, all, so. all I'm going to say is Kent should be playing that sort of level. He's just he's phenomenal. When he got when he's got his head, he's phenomenal. The talent having that team, but when he's not got his head, he's just an idiot. Yeah, no, obviously, summarise just there. It was superb night. Obviously, it's only half time. Well, I'll come back to me after Thursday. <laughs> um, it wasn't such a good night in the Europa Conference League for the other side of Glasgow. Celtic one, Border Glimt three. <laughs> Look, I said it before and I'll say it again, Bodo Glimt are world beaters, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> they are, like, I, don't, I mean, I think a lot of people went in, going to the game, they're like, oh, I hope Angie doesn't underestimate Bodo Glimt, you know, they dismantled Roma, they've had some cracking results in the Conference League so far, and they have walked the Norwegian League two seasons in a row now. And we went in... And we were just rotten. We went in and we completely underestimated them. Like everyone, a lot of people expected to happen. To be fair, yeah, I was expecting it to happen. To be honest, because uh, you know, terrible with uh, Europa, like just Europa um, games, Europe games knockouts. You are terrible. Your form is terrible. It's really, really bad. So I was expecting it, but like that was poor. That was really poor. Poor showing. They went went 1-0 down really quickly. I think that probably knocked a lot of confidence out of them. It shouldn't, though. It shouldn't. We tend to lose when we concede first. Like, a lot of of games... I mean, the the last game I can remember is winning after going behind was the League Cup final against Hibs. But certainly, I mean, especially in European knockout ties, whenever we go behind, we just don't seem to be able to pull it back. We just go another goal behind, usually. That's exactly what happened here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a big, it's a big loss. But again, there's only two goals in it. But you have to go to the Arctic Circle in February to get two points. <laughs> I saw, I saw t- to compound just to the the crushing defeat of that. I saw pictures of their stadium. I mean, what is Tony Macaroni in Norwegian? Because that that is it's it's petite. It's a small stadium. They're uh, they're they've, they're turnstiles. They've installed turnstiles just for the their conference league campaign this year. And someone's been to B and Q, and they've just uh, they've just got like wooden pallets with a with a ticket machine like lodged between them, and that's their that's their turnstiles. Well, uh, yeah. So it's going to be a, a bit tough away day for them. Um, if we were focusing on more, focus more on the positive of Rangers, but uh, Celtic's negatives. Uh, in Europe, and the knockout games have been compounded again. Uh, but they did bounce back quite well in the league with a 3-2 win over Dundee, who, under new manager, uh, well, should have been under new manager Mark McGee, but uh, 
after James McPake's sacking, uh, McGee was appointed, and yet he has still has to um, serve his five-game ban. But Celtic bounced back against that managerless Dundee with a three-two win. Sorry, just just come on. Did, it, did any any of you seen the Mark McGee enter? No, no. What's he what's he been saying? <laughs> so he got interviewed right when he signed for Dundee, obviously like a, you know, like a chat with a chat with a gaffer kinda of thing. And um they were basically like, Oh, how how do you feel about the, the team? And he was like, Oh, I know this I know these players inside out, I've had a great chat with them. So who's your captain gonna be then, Mark? I don't know who my captain's gonna be yet. So if you know the squad, why how can you not pick a captain? Yeah, it's not got a clue. <laughs> uh, I can't even see him. That'd be good fun. It's just it's just for the meme. He literally was appointed for the meme. Yeah. The uh that? Oof, that was a, a nervy game though <laughs> to say the least. The um I mean, honestly, we just had chance after chance after chance. We just couldn't break them down. We had to I mean, it was one of those games where we got lucky and we, we just had to rely on individual brilliance of certain players to shine through. I mean I thought Ralston was fantastic, and obviously Hattrick hero Yakimakis was phenomenal. I mean, he just got onto the end of everything, and that's the first time I've seen him. I mean, he, ever since he missed that penalty in the last minute against Levy, uh, which would have put us top, and then we went on that torrid run after that. I just think he's uh, he's certainly his physicality's improved, his mentality's improved, and I hope that you know six goals in his last six now. I hope that'll start uh, six six goals in the last six starts, not on six appearances. But I hope that'll start is like a bit of a spree for him, you know. A bit of a, goes on a killing spree towards the end of the season. Uh, and then obviously got next, I think next league games Livy away at the Tony Mac. So fingers crossed that that doesn't go. Hopefully it goes differently to last time we played Livy, and he can come good. I even I hope he even scores a penalty. To, that'll be his his uh, his hero hero arc completed. Ultimate redemption story, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Rangers, they followed up their European heroics with a... With a 1-1 draw with Dun- uh, uh, Turner Dice against Dundee United. Yep. Um, I was going to say what Andy said, basically. It was a dominant performance, but obviously we got the complete opposite. Um, yeah, it was a complete dominant performance from Rangers. Um, don't think there was much chances Dundee United had, to be honest, but... It's just say we we struggled to break them down, um, and yeah, got to give credit when it's due. I hate to say it because I hate him. <laughs> I don't. Know, I forgot his name now. What's his name? Um, guy in centre centre back for what? Charlie McGrew. Charlie McGrew. Yeah, I hate hey. him. But um, fair play him. Yeah, it was a good solid performance from him and Seagrest uh, to keep us out. Um, yeah, obviously the goal came from Aribo in the seventy-six minute. Um, obviously. Graham scored first, but before before Graham scored uh, for Dundee United, there was a big, big penalty claim, um, which, to be fair, looking at it, it does hit. Is I don't know if, I don't know. It's hard to tell really. It's hard to. I, I'm not sure because obviously the rules with the whole given penalty thing. If it hits your body first and hits your arm, then it's not a penalty. So do whatever it is. Um, so maybe not sure about that one, but uh, definitely the, the pull on Sakala was definitely a penalty. Um, uh, I don't know what you guys thought of them both, but I'd like to hear your 
What are you thinking on? I mean, as much as the meme is penalty to Rangers, they definitely, <laughs> at least one of them definitely should have been a penalty. Um, like, I think it further brings into question why hasn't Scotland got VAR? Because uh, there are so many leagues. I mean, there's so many leagues that do have it that that you think wouldn't afford it. The Colombian yeah. league has VAR. There's leagues below us in the European coefficient rankings that have VAR. Like, yeah. I mean, the Cypriot League has it, and that's only half a country. Yeah, so I, think this, I think this is one of the only things that, that Rangers and Celtic coming together to agree on. I just think it'll, it'll improve the quality of refereeing across the board, because there are some shocking decisions every yeah, single week, and then the people go, oh, well, why was it a shocking decision, yada, 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 when in fact, like, one, one simple solve. If a ref can go, oh, I'm not sure on that decision, instead of making the decision and upsetting fans either way, yeah. I'll just go ask my video assistant ref who can rewatch it a million times and tell me the correct output of the result. Mm-hmm. However, no one, no one, Scottish refs, they'd probably just bollock that up anyway. The, the problem with Scottish refs is I think everyone, like, there's, there's the whole thing that, you know, like, oh, if, we, if we've got Bobby Madden, we're losing this game. If we've got Kevin Clancy, we're losing this game. Right, I think there is like a, although it's not known, I think there's like a subculture where people do think that there's like a secret handshake club within Scottish refereeing. Those bloody um, masons. Right. Or just, you know, if it, if it's Rangers playing someone, there's a bit of Rangers bias for the referee. If it's playing someone, there's a bit of something. And that's coming from an honour. I think that's just a belief, you know. I I I doubt it, and I said that on Saturday. Like I couldn't be a referee because it must actually be really difficult to be impartial. That being said, some of the decisions that are made in Scottish football are absolutely shocking, and we do need VAR. We we need something to look it back and be like, no, that's a stonewall penalty. And obviously, some folks like I don't want VAR because it'll ruin the game. It ruins. It's like you celebrate a goal and then it can be ruled out. Yeah, but at least then it's un. At least it's like the right decision. Making sure that goal, yeah, making sure that goal was justified. Like, like if you if you tap it in and it's you're maybe like an arm offside, then you're still offside. But like in Scottish football, you can't check that. If the ref says it's a goal, it's a goal. If he says it's no goal, it's no goal. There's no way to vet. Yeah. Okay, so. Zoom out the stats from the game as well. Um, shots, Dundee uh, 95, Rangers 30, shots on target, Rangers 2, Rangers 3. It just shows really that we can't, our chances are not turning into anything really. So it's just, I don't know what's happening. Because we can do it against Dortmund, but we couldn't do it against flipping Dundee United. Uh, 75% possession to 25. Like, I know possession doesn't determine games or whatever, but like that is, that is a ridiculous amount of possession. Yeah, it's just, well, it's just mean, one of those games, to be honest. Possession's only useful if it's being turned into stuff, you're right. Okay. I mean, yeah, 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 if 100%. you've got 70% of the possession of the game, you also want to have 70% of the total number of shots in the game. No. I mean, that tends to be sides who have more possession tend to dominate, but there's also it doesn't factor in just passing in the back if you're 3-0 up and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But the shot's 30, that's quite pretty high. But Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, and I was looking, obviously, people are saying... We've taken like I don't know how many points it is from our, our previous away trips, but it's absolutely shocking. Like it is terrible. <laughs> but anyway, what can you do? Because luckily we're lucky. There's only three points in it. To be honest, 
Um, but yeah, don't worry. They're, 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 yours are due to drop points. Don't worry, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, win streaks. Everyone knows win streaks can't last, but yeah, I would I would like to build up a bigger cushion in the in the in the score. Wait till we play away game. <laughs> you know? Well, Livy away is the the perfect. Yeah, that's, that's uh, your bogey. That's your bogey, isn't it? Yeah, the Tony Mac yeah. haven't won since 07. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, haven't won at the Tony Mac since 07, and that's no just in, that's in all competitions. Haven't won in the league since 01 or something at the Tony Mac. Wow, no it way! It's genuinely no. a fortress that place. Surely not. I can't be right. Surely, it's genuinely ridiculous how bad we are when we play at the Tony Mac. Jesus, well, I hope he's a job point soon. <laughs> anyway, that's be done about it. But yeah, fair play to Dundee United and fair play to uh, Mulgrew and Seagrest. That's pretty much summary. Yeah, uh, we mentioned earlier about a uh, new manager coming in for Dundee. There's been some new managers coming in at uh, several other clubs in the Premiership. Uh, first of all, we had um, Aberdeen. They replaced Stephen Glass with St Mirren's Jim Goodwin. And he was in charge. He was announced four day, four not four days, four hours before kickoff in Motherwell one, Aberdeen one. Um, obviously, not really much actually to say about the game. Um, other than second half, Motherwell should have got a second goal. Um. Obviously, game game kicks off, and what what I will say, and I said it earlier to Sam, the amount of delusion that comes from Aberdeen fans is unbelievable. The man has been in the door for four hours, and we're already going, Jim Goodwin's red and white, oh, mate, like all this stuff. And there was a pitch inspection at 10 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday, before the game, Um and Aberdeen fans on Twitter were just like, you're going to ruin our momentum, even though your manager's not had a training session yet. Um, obviously, the first goal comes in for Aberdeen from Vicente Besujin, something like that. Besujin. Can't get that at Besujin, yeah. Um, well worked goal I can't fault it it was just a, a nice time pass into the box and just a, really just a tap in for the boy um, second second goal in the game for Motherwell uh, a pass in from Kevin Van Veen tapped in by Mark O'Hara uh, getting his first goal in a wee while for the club which is always nice to see being out a wee while with injury Worked his way back into the squad and gets his first goal. Uh, other than that, it was just a plethora of yellow cards. Uh, game got a wee bit intense towards the end, and we really thought we we did really think that that Motherwell could have could have and should have probably won that game. Took the three points. Um, obviously, though, I'll, I'll always take a point here here and there as long as we don't drop points. I don't really mind, and that's all I've got to say in the matter. Yeah, um, the result does see Motherwell still stay in the top six, uh, in six exactly, um, 
because overtaking them was Hibbs with a solid 2-0 win over Ross County. Uh, both goals from Jake Doyle Hayes, uh, both absolutely. Oh, fun. that Doyle Hayes goals was but phenomenal. The both first, of them. The first one. I mean, both of them were, were, were decent. Yeah, were very decent. Yeah, that first one was just absolutely out of this world. Um, I think it would have probably uh, it, was a, it was a pretty bland first half, but second half it definitely really you know kicked into gear. Hibs dominant throughout. Um, I don't think Ross County had much of a sniff in. Uh, so result that does see them up to fourth and it's a place where they really should should really be at this point um, they just need to carry on holding on to that because it is very tight still um, fourth, fifth and sixth all on the same points St Mirren only a point behind Aberdeen and Livy only three points behind from that as well so it's not it's still I don't know ex- how close that is it's still like fourth and sixth yeah it's still extremely tight there yeah um between fourth and ninth, oh. it's only three points. Oh. And uh, talking of, I uh, mentioned St Mirren, who are in seventh at the moment because Jim Goodwin has left, just appointed this weekend, was Stephen Robinson coming in from Morecambe. We spoke a little bit about him last week. Um, oh, what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Steve-O makes a return. <laughs> oh, God. I'd be buzzing, Lewis. <laughs> no, 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 right. Um, obviously, I'm disappointed by this move, but I, I guess I just need to look at the positives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like, right. I don't know what it is recently, right, in the last two seasons, but St. Mirren just want to become Motherwell past FC. Charles Dunn. Richard Tate, Lee Irwin, who's now obviously left the club. Um, they had Samson at one point um, in goal. Lads, what the fuck? <laughs> Robinson ain't the manager you want. No, like, certainly. No, no one would ever look and think, we want to get into Europe this season, let's get Stephen Robinson. And I know what, what everyone's going to do. What they're going to do is they're going to play a back five when they're 1-0 up and put every single player in the box when they're 1-0. Long, long ball FC. Long ball Robinson. 3-5-2. No, I've got really, really lads. I've, got, I've honestly got no word. Um, it's a shocking appointment from St Martin, who have obviously only looked at the one season that Robinson done well at Motherwell, which was that season where he took uh, took us into took us into fourth, third, third, third. My apologies, third. Um, behind, obviously behind the the Glasgow clubs. But it was in a season where Hibs were awful, Aberdeen were awful, Hearts were. Heart were relegated and there was no one really to compete with us so in reality from a Motherwell perspective Robinson done two cup finals and European qualification for us to get punted out by an Israeli side this ain't the man this ain't the manager that's going to get them get St. Mirren Europe this ain't the manager that's going to hold St. Mirren together 
like it looks stuck to journeyman as well like he's been in the lower leagues of England up to Motherwell and back down to Morecambe so Oldham sacked Motherwell sacked well left by mutual consent but jumped before he was pushed and realistically the position that Morecambe are sitting at in League 1 he's left Morecambe now to come to St Mirren because he knew he was going to get sacked How is it going to end at St Mirren? Probably sacked as well. It looks even worse compared to the other coaches that St Mirren were talking to um, with regards to this manager thing, which were, apparently, Scott Brown and Stephen Naismith. Which oh, yeah. So. B- both of them have zero managerial experience. So, I mean, in some way... Still better than Robinson. I was going to say, in a way, credit to some for actually picking someone who has managerial experience. I mean, but not that one. I mean, some you could you could argue, you know, a little bit of ambition to choose an inexperienced manager. I mean, there always has to be a team. Some team somewhere has to give these managers their break, and more more often than not, it doesn't work out. But you know, it's better than like that used to be back in the day. You know, you'd give young hotshot managers. A shout. Now it just seems to be this merry-go-round of like mid-table teams just have this merry-go-round of dinosaur managers with stale systems. Robinson. Now, if you look at if you look at the the lower end of the prem, it's always just like the same format: Benitez, Ranieri, all just on like a merry-go-round of relegation sides. And it's happening the same here as well. Yeah, it's the same in Scotland, but it's it's a much smaller list of candidates up here. It's like the same four managers. I mean. When Ross County go down, someone like Dundee United will take a punt on someone like Malky McKay and it'll just be a whole thing. This is just... You know what? This is a sad day for Scottish football, is what this is. We thought we got rid of him, and like The Undertaker, he just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, from my perspective, it is. And I know from like... I know, I know from a fan's perspective, you're probably sitting there like, oh, this is great. It's not. It's really not. This is not a good signing. It's not a good appointment. And St. Mirren, as a club, just, you've made a big mistake. A huge mistake. Yeah, they uh, appointed the manager after a 1-1 draw at the Tony Macaroni with Livingston. Um... It was a uh, 78th minute equaliser from Greg Kilty uh, after a Bruce Anderson opener. Again, not the result either of them are looking for, but it does keep them both in the race for that, that top six or even for fourth. I mean, Livy's still only three points away. Uh, as well, we also had uh, Hearts again dropping more points. Uh, St Johnston with an extremely quick opener um, from Alistair Crawford in the first minute uh, equalised by Nathaniel Atkinson uh, just six minutes just five minutes later Uh, and then Jamie McCart getting the winner in the 56th minute Uh, it's something that keeps St Johnston 
in with a shout-out staying up. Melko Helberg had a fantastic game for them after he's, he's left Hibs and, and got to St. John's. He's had a really good game. They're off the bottom now, uh, albeit Dundee have a game in hand. So it does look, you know, slightly positive. Even Xander Clark's come out and said uh, he's, he's repeated the the words of Callum Davidson saying that staying up this season will be even better than the two cup wins last season. So it, it does look like they'll be able to do that. They could. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. They could, but is it really better than the cup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing really beats winning a cup, does it? And winning oh, exactly. two, League. winning two, yeah. two cups in the same season when you're not really favourites for either of them, you can't be that at all, surely. No, and then, then going going from double cup win to relegation favourites also isn't great. No, that's not good. Very bad. But to be fair, they were always going to get their squad dismantled. Any yeah, time yeah, a, a smaller team makes a fantastic run like that and has a great season, I mean, holding Galatasaray. To a one-one draw, Tassaroy in Hungary. Was it in Hungary? It was in neutral venue, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Draw so. To a one-one, don't call in me Budapest. No, I don't think it was because th- there was oh, a no. there was a leg there was a leg. Uh, no. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, there was. There was just, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was in Perth the, that they they drew. Maybe it was. Maybe it was against Galatasaray no, in a venue because we played them one leg. I think. What? No, no, there was talk because of COVID because we Turkey was on the red list. And player, the players weren't allowed to come from Turkey to the UK, so they were talking about doing it in a neutral venue in Budapest. But yeah, I think the game went ahead in yeah. Perth anyway. Yeah, so they had the game both in Istanbul and Perth, and then obviously losing out to Lask in the Conference League as well. Um, both those games in Perth, so yeah, both their home legs are in Perth. So they had their mini European adventure. They played some. Uh, huge clubs in that um, but this is the point now where you can't blame that European run anymore you've got to actually sit down and actually trying to to win games focus on what you can do for the rest of the season you can't be you know dropping points to Dundee you can't be going on you know two month losing runs you have to be you know fighting to be yeah, a top club. I feel like Cal Davidson is only in the job now, still sort of out of merit. Because if you're on a, a run as bad as they are, like I don't, it sort of gets to the point where it doesn't matter what he's done previously. If a run is that rotten, I don't think it's something you can turn around overnight. I mean, their their squad was dismantled. Their players were sold for absolute pennies, not enough to be able to have a rebuild. You know, the coffers are probably pretty dry, and when you're losing games, people aren't going to the games. Ticket receipts are down. I think you have to have a just a drastic change of the whole club direction at that point. Because I don't think I don't think if he if they survive this season eleventh, I don't see them magically jumping up next season to mid table or something. Yeah, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. But those those cup wins, they're never going to be topped. So I can see why they're struggling this season because how can you go out and match those two cup wins as an underdog? Quite simply, you can't. Exactly. Um, 
there's there's no way they can match two cup wins, but there's a way they could have softened the blow on themselves in a way by like what Andy said. You know, just go out and buy the players you need, don't but also sell your own players for enough profit to go and buy the players you need. There's no there's no in and outs of that. It's just you have to go and buy the right players. You also have to make profit to go and buy those players. I think they made a big mistake letting go of Jason Kerr, but realistically, they were never going to be able to hang on to Jason Kerr. Um, it's just a shame that the you know they weren't able to get some real money for him as well. Is the problem? But I, St Johnson just don't have the power to say no. If a player wants to leave and get get bigger wages somewhere else, that he player just doesn't gets have, to leave. Yeah, that player gets to leave and get bigger wages somewhere else. It's not. They should have. They shouldn't have let him leave for as little as he did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it wasn't even a fee in the end. It was just compensation. They just paid off the end of his contract and took him. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame for them. I mean, they they sh- it'll be interesting to see what happens next season if they stay up, or even if they don't. I mean, if they don't stay up, I can see it really being. A struggle for them next season as well, um, because they're on that downward spiral. It's very difficult to stop that. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens for them in the in the following uh, few weeks and months. It'd be a real shame to see them go down. It really would. After all the successes, it'd be a real shame to see them go down. Yeah, but moving on now uh, to predictions. So last week we had uh, some interesting results. Uh, so we had quite a few shock results. So not many points picked up. Uh, so out of the three people won last week, in third place we had Carl with just one point. And that was uh, picked up in the Celtic win owned for Dundee. Uh, in second place, Lewis with five points. And in first place was me with six points. Funny hey. prediction. Hey. Some, some would say rigged. How? <laughs> I won. I won VAR one of predictions. <laughs> um, so how? What does that do? The scores on the doors then? So, well, that takes it for overall this season. Um, yeah. So overall this season, it puts. Uh, Kyle bottom with 11 Andy is sec- uh, third with 12 me is second with 14 and top is Lewis with 18 oh. it'd be a nice wee roll reversal here it could be Kyle by me the Mars Bars this time yeah, so. could be great yeah, some opportunities to pick up some points now because we'll start with the midweek premiership game between Dundee and St Mirren Oh, Mark McGee, Mark McGee versus Stephen Robinson. I didn't even notice. That. Of course, it is. This has, this has nil nil all over, written all over for it. Just a turded start to both their their reigns. In my the opinion, ex- this is this is nil nil all over it. The ex the ex Motherwell manager Darby. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Nil nil. Um, 
Robinson comes out, plays a Borden three five two system that doesn't work for him, and then just Mark McGee just is Mark McGee in it. So, yeah. right, so you know what? I'm going to say they score because if he plays a three five two, the back line gets shaky. So I'm going to say one one, but it's still going to be a draw. One one. All right, all right. I think Carl's had to go, hasn't he? So. Um... I'll, I'll send him how to uh, do these predictions later, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say with a nil nil. This is Stephen Robinson and Mark McGee we're talking about here, so the the only entertainment is going to be on the touchline and not anywhere else on the pitch. What's that? Get that bit. Okay, the predictions is the second leg of Rangers versus Dortmund. I mean, I know I was shiting on Dortmund earlier, but for for all intensive purposes and for my sanity and my sleep at night, well, I'd love to see Dortmund win 3-0, just walk them off the field and go through. So I'll say 3-0 Dortmund. Well, Holland is back for the second leg, so... He's back mm-hmm. fit, but we don't know if he'll play. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. The man's on my wall. Like, he's legit behind me just now. Like, he's got Rangers, all the problems. But... Realistically, I think... I know it's only a two-goal margin. But I think the damage is already done. Holland will score, though. But I'm going to say, inevitably, Dortmund go through on penalties. Oh. oh, so what are you saying? The result's going to be second leg? Bank Holland scores two. Dortmund win two. Well, Dortmund win the 90 minutes 2 0. Goes to extra time. And Dortmund win on penalties. Oof, oof. Mm. And that's me off Kyle's Christmas list. Our. <laughs> uh... You know what, I think it's going to go to penalties as well. But I reckon after a 3-1 win for Dortmund, it'll be the penalty masters themselves who will go through just for the absolute shithousery of it. A 3-1 Germans loss. Germans are phenomenal at penalties and Rangers love to get them. But we don't know how the players will deal in a pressurised shootout. So. I, think Rangers, I think I'm going for Rangers on penalties. I'm going for Rangers, Rangers on pens. Oh. I just want to watch Holland meditate in front of the Union Bells. Like, I just want to see how many pies, hot dogs, fellow bears. We we do not let them pass. Talking of uh, atmospheres that will be tough, uh, is Bruno Glimpt against Celtic the second leg of that? You know what? I reckon. Oh, I mean. We have we have the squad and we have the the ability to see to see out this game and go away and blow away Bodo Glimpt. But it's set like away in Europe, so we're we're it's a one all draw at best. So I'm, I'm I'm pushing for a one all. That's all I can muster up. That's all I, all I see is uh, getting out of that game. Yeah, I, I I don't see Celtic getting anything out of this game. I think it's just going to be a solid. Uh, 2-0 win for Border Glimpt and that will see them through very uh, not 2-9 um, yeah. 
<laughs> a 2-0 two, two nil, two nil win uh, for Border Glimp Celtic I don't see them getting on the score sheet which will be what will be horrific weather I'm, I'm thinking so Sam 2-0 Border Glimp How do you on. pronounce the O with the line, by the way, boys? Uh, 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 I don't uh, know. Uh, 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 the Japanese boys have been doing like some high intensity training up in the Cairngorms this week or something. <laughs> uh, winter weather training. Winter weather. <laughs> and just taking the boys skiing for the weekend or something. But no, I, I just can't see it happening. I'm sorry, Andy. I really am. Sorry. I just can't see you scraping past them. Not in Norway. Uh, of the Premiership fixtures at the weekend, we kick off with Dundee against Livingston. Got a one nil levy written all over it. Realistically, one nil levy. It's uh, it's one of those games that I just have. Dundee gonna be probably poor. Mike McGee still won't be in charge um, properly because he'd still be banned. Levy or Levy, so I see them winning probably. I'm going to say 2 0. And Andy? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a 1 0 Levy game. I think, I don't, Levy have not been in particularly threatening goal scoring form, but I'd still see that they can see themselves past Dundee, so Dundee are notoriously bad for defending, so. I think even even Levy can score past them, so I, I think one nil's a, a fair shout, a fair assumption. And next up, the other side of Dundee, they travel to Petodre for Aberdeen versus Dundee United. Oh, this has four one Dundee United written all over it. Oh, this has an absolute hum, humbling for Aberdeen. No, no Aberdeen manager gets off to a good start in their reign. This does feel like it's going to be a bit of humble pile, like right? three, three one, three one, um, three one, some, uh, some, three, three one, Dundee United. <laughs> I'm thinking good win there. That's what's happened. Yeah, it's going to be weird seeing Goodwin in an Aberdeen setup. Um, I already don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to go something similar. I don't see him. He'll be out. He'll actually have some tra- uh, training sessions this time. Mm. Yeah, I see. I see Tony Watt being on fire in this one. I'm going to go probably three 0 to United. And then we have uh, Ross County against St Johnston. Ooh. 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 
only four points separate these teams in the table. Uh, St. Johnston 11th, County in 10th. But what I see... One. Oh, yeah, go on. 1-1, one, one, mate. 1-1. One, one. One. I, I see uh, Saints keeping up their good form. I'm going to say probably 2-1, I think. Okay, Against we'll... County? Against County, yeah. Oh, there's always goals in a county game. I think I think I'm gonna cash out my five five. Oh you're cashing out the five five card. Cashing out the five five. I mean if any team is gonna have a five five, it's gonna be a county game. Plus St. St. Johnson's form's improved, so uh Yeah, why not? Why Someone's not? gotta do it. Someone's gotta bite the bullet. And uh talking of biting a bullet, it's uh Stephen Robinson, St Mirren, and they're playing Hearts. <coughs> oh, actually, wait, no. See, I'm laughing, thinking, oh, this will be like 2 0 Hearts, but Hearts are docking just now. Um, you know what? As much as I hate them, I'm going to say 1 0 St Mirren. Oh. I just. I think I think the heart's train has finally grinded to a a halt. Yeah, they've got all jamming it. <laughs> nah, it's a it's the grease from Robbie Nielsen's unwashed hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the pod title sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Nielsen's unwashed hair. Yeah. Um, it just always looks so greasy. Yeah, I think I'm think I'm gonna go with uh, um, St Mirren win as well. As much as I hate to say it, uh, I'm probably gonna go. Yeah, solid one 0 Stephen Robertson just gonna shit house his way to putting St Mirren into the top six. I can see it now. It's going to be so bad, and I'm just going to hate the rest of this season now, aren't I? That, that's what, that, that, this is, people always yeah. say, oh, support, support them, I see. painful. I think, I still think Hartsell is, yeah, I think it'll be a 2-1 St Mirren there. Um, just because, mm, I mean, he's got to get his first points some at some point, Stephen Robinson, and... If there's any team you're going to pick up your first points to manager in against, it'll be Hearts. It's always Hearts. He always. Did Anybody like remember him. the Ian Cathro reign? <laughs> the Ian <laughs> Cathro dynasty. He was possibly the worst interviewer I've ever seen. To be fair, Robinson does love a game against Hearts. True. True. Uh, but we'll go to the other side of Edinburgh now, and on Sunday we kick off with Hibs versus Celtic. Big Hibs versus wee Hibs. <laughs> I think you mean Celtic versus wee Celtic. Yeah, it depends on what side you just said. No. <laughs> when you go, mate. Uh, I I think think we'll do is do is a nice round three nil. A shutout. And also a, a resounding performance after uh, our disappointing defeat away at Bodo. <laughs> I think um, I think Celtic will still probably have frostbite from their trip to the Arctic Circle. So 
I'm hoping that they do at least. Uh, a bit at Easter Road where we've been meh this season. It's it's good to get some couple of wins on the board with uh, the Abruth and uh, County games. And they're picking up some form. January signings are clicking a bit more now. It's, it's more thinking on how Celtic will respond to uh, their second leg against Bordeaux. So I'm going, to, I'm going to go with a draw. I'm just going to go with 1-1. One, one. Um, I agree with Sam actually. European hangover, well, European frostbite, um, will make it a 1 1 draw between Hibs and Celtic. I'm going to say Jake Doyle here's got the score sheet again for Hibs. I'm not giving you any points if he does or not, I don't care. <laughs> don't have the space to put I know, it on the bonus points. It's just that would be just to take it down to the bookies. That's what I would put money on. And then to close off the weekend, it'll be Rangers against Motherwell. Cool. That's got a that's got a one-all Motherwell with a late late Rangers penalty to equalise. One all Motherwell, one all against Motherwell Rangers with a late a late. Rangers penalty to equalise. In my opinion. Can, can I can I just remind you the last time we played them they won six one. <laughs> Look, this is a this is a reformed reformed side. It is a reformed Motherwell side. I think this game replies uh, de- uh relies on how late the game gets on Thursday. Um I mean, if Rangers Dortmund goes to ocean time and penalties, it's going to be they're going to be exhausted still. Even if it is, even if both games still are at Ibrox, um, so that might play a part. Um, I think I'm, I'm obviously I bet they did go all the way to penalties. I think Rangers probably going to still be hungover from that if they do, you know, knock out Dortmund from Europe. Um, but I still see them probably winning because they are just that much better than Motherwell. So I'm probably just going to go with a, you know, a one nil. Let's say Tavernier penalty. Yeah, I'm coming on with full hearted confidence. One nil Motherwell. Oh, that's what we like to see. That is the only time I'll ever back my team. Pure. Purely based on a prediction that Dortmund Rangers is going to penalties. They're going to be tired. They're going to have to play the backups. And if Rangers play the backups, I'd say they're only either slightly above or on par with their first team. So, yeah, Kevin Kevin Van Veen will be GK 1 0. It'll be a Van Veen party at Ibrox. There won't be a Van Veen party at Ibrox, mate. There'll be a Van Veen party in my back garden if we beat Rachel. <laughs> um. So, uh, with that, the Van Veen party uh, in Lewis's garden, if it happens or not, we'll take you know in the next pod. But for now, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. And obviously, thank you to Carl as well. And we'll catch you again next week. See you later. 
The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune. Just seeing his smug little face when he beats Rangers 1-0 or something, you know. And it's not even like a respectable 1-0. It's like a tap in like the 29th minute or something. It's just... I just... I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to happen. But it's gonna... I feel like it... Yeah... But I feel like Andy would be the same if like Neil Lennon had got the Aberdeen job. Oh, I would. I'd, I'd hope somebody like broke his legs on the touchline, man. That's how I feel about Robinson. <laughs> <laughs>